0: Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media, and the ACT, as well as the act, frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Wow. Hey, friends. Some of you have already found the new voice hotline. That was quick. If you haven't already seen the button on the website at lifecatchbff.com, the number is 901. 901- 3087110 Just call it come call and say hello and if you ask a question or leave a comment your recording may be broadcast on the show unless noted by you for me to read your question if there's questionable language now I will be forced to read it myself because I would like to keep this podcast As family friendly as possible. I'm sure you can understand. I don't want you to have to wear your earbuds to listen to this show. I want you to be able to play it freely in your car if your kids are in the car or if you're riding with your teenagers or you're doing laundry, folding laundry. I want you to be free to listen to this show however you like. Okay, today I will share a question from a listener and then we'll dive into a conversation with author Elizabeth. Bowman. Okay, our question is from Chelsea in Vermont. Here we go. Dear Heather, my 13-year-old daughter or LP2, as you say, is hanging around a girl that I dislike. I've heard that her new friend vapes and it's rumored that she sneaks out of her house and is sexually promiscuous with older boys. I do not know her parents, but I've heard that they don't care. I've heard that she does this frequently, especially on the weekends. What should I do? My daughter and I are best friends, and I don't want to ruin that. Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath with this. <laughs> First of all, Chelsea, you're not going to like to hear this, but. Your daughter, well, I mean, I don't, I just, I don't want to bust your bubble here. I feel like I'm about to bust your bubble, but I don't believe that you and your daughter are besties. I mean, hopefully you'll be future besties at some point when she's a mature grown woman, But you can't be besties with your 13 year old daughter, I mean your 13 year old daughter is someone that you can ground from privileges or take away their phone I mean do you ever take away one of your friends phones, I mean no that's ludicrous much less ground your friend. So I I really, I don't think that your daughter is your best friend. I mean, it's just, it's not time for that, Chelsea. I mean, right now you are in the thick of parenting. You are training her to be someone that other people will want to be around. They'll want to spend time with and to be a productive citizen one day. So someone who will serve others. I mean, this is not, it's just not Chelsea. It's not time for besties right now. And I understand. I mean, we've all been there. We've been where you are because we, you know, I know this is your, you said it's your your LP2. It's your second child, your second little precious. So you've been through this before. You know what happens when they're around 13. I mean, they're just not as warm and fuzzy at times as they were when they were little shiny new pennies and just so sweet and happy to see you when you walked in the door. It's just, if that's not happening right now. And you get your feelings hurt. We all do. And it just your best friend wouldn't t- treat you this way th- in those ways. So, you know, we're not, we're, it's just, it's not time for besties. So we've covered that. We're going to, we're going to get to this friend. Okay, about the friend's parents, I would be highly surprised if her parents didn't care. I mean, who really is okay with their daughter being sexually promiscuous, much less the dangers of vaping and sneaking out? I mean, did they have an alarm system on their home? I set my alarm system every night. There's just no sneaking out, but... Uh, Maybe they don't, maybe they live in an older home and don't have an alarm system. Have you discussed all this with your daughter? I mean, what, if you haven't, you need to have this discussion. I'm just wondering what, what she says about this. I mean, if these things are true about the friend, which, like I said, I would, I would ask your daughter and further investigate. And if they are. If these things are true, then I would limit the time that they have to spend together. Just, you know, you're busy. You have things going on. Mom, can I go hang out with, let's say her name is Laura. You know, oh, that sounds so fun. It would be great to visit with Laura. But you know what? I've already committed us to have dinner with your grandmother or whoever. I mean, there are people that you can you can jump into their text messages and say, hey, let's go meet at the Mexican restaurant and eat. I mean, you can, you can come up with a plan. You're smart. I know you're smart, Chelsea, because you found this podcast and you've written in. So you're a smart lady. So I would make sure that, um, that you're busy. You're just busy. Okay. If you tell, this is tricky. If you tell your daughter that they can't be friends, then what she'll want to do, Chelsea, and you may already know this, is she will want to spend time with this girl even more. I mean, this will just add fuel to the flame. She'll want to prove to you that she's, she says when, she says who, I mean, you know, that whole pretty woman line. She's going to want to prove that to you and prove that to herself that she is her own boss and it's going to make her want to be with this or spend time with this girl even more, this friend. And So just like I said, make it more convenient, less convenient to spend time together and no spend the nights, Chelsea. I mean, I just spend the nights. That's just no, not with this girl at your home or her family's home. If this rumor is confirmed, but give your daughter the chance, you know, by not, by not just giving a definite no about this girl, you're going to give your, your daughter the chance to see for herself that this is not healthy behavior. And I'm sure that she'll decide this, that it's not a good friendship fit for her, just because of the way that I feel like that you have modeled in your home, just the fact that you you have this much concern. I'm sure that you've modeled great behaviors in your home it's going to be okay, Chelsea. It's going to be okay. Just don't get too upset in front of your daughter. And she should lose interest in this friend pretty quickly. I just have a feeling. If she doesn't, write back. We'll readdress this. Call back on the hotline. We can, we can hash this out again. But I feel like that this situation will disappear. You know, they say as soon as you solve one problem with children then a new one will appear. So we'll be on to the next thing soon, I promise. It's just life is not perfect. We're going to have these bumpy roads and together we can get through it. So investigate, communicate, and you're going to get through this. Okay, now for our fabulous guest today, Elizabeth Bowman. She lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, With her husband and her three teenagers, she has an 18-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 15-year-old. She is, she has her, Elizabeth has her certification in Christian counseling, which was earned through the American Association of Christian Counselors. Over the years, Elizabeth has had the privilege to mentor, counsel, and walk alongside women from a wide range of backgrounds, including those who have suffered through abortion, substance abuse, and various other forms of trauma. Elizabeth is passionate about unlocking, you're going to hear her passion in her voice, she's passionate about unlocking women's hearts so that they can begin to receive healing and come into a full understanding of love value, acceptance, and security. She is the author of Encounter. We're going to talk about her book and just all the things today with Elizabeth. So sit back, grab a glass of tea, a glass of wine, a glass of coffee, whatever suits you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Heather, for having me on today. This is super exciting. This is so fun. Okay, tell me, we like to talk about teenagers on this show. So tell me all about your family.
1: Well, thanks so much for asking, Heather. So Chris and I will um, celebrate our 20th year anniversary in September, and we have three active teenagers. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. So we have a 18-year-old, Reed, who is our oldest, and he is finishing school online. He is a senior in high school. We have Kenan, who is 17, and he is in school at Nation Ford, which is our public school in the area in which we live. And then we have Olivia, who is 15 and is a freshman in high school.
0: Oh my goodness. Do you feel like right now that someone has set you
1: in the middle of your iron skillet and turned it up on high? Uh, Burning hot. Yes, (laughs) I do, Heather. Three teenagers in the midst of a pandemic, (laughs) in the midst of a completely chaotic world with cell phones, Instagram, Snapchat, all the messages that are bombarding our kids today and trying to raise them with a heart that loves Jesus. Wow. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) That's the best way to put it. Wow. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I mean, I just, I am entering my third season of teenagers in about two weeks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I had a 10 month break,
1: I think between, I mean, it's just, it's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. Shepherding their hearts so that they know who Jesus is and experiencing him in the midst of all the messages that the enemy sends them 24-7 is so challenging for us as believers raising our kids in this type of generation today. It's so
0: difficult. I mean, don't you want to go back when they were just little and sweet and they thought everything that you said was fabulous and you walked in the door and they ran to you to give you, I mean, I was thinking about that the other day. I used to walk in the door and my kids would run to me. They were so excited that I was home. Give me the biggest hug. And once they become teens, I mean, they, they barely look your way. They barely acknowledge you until they get hungry. Mm -hmm. They need a ride. (laughs) or they
1: need money. (laughs) That's exactly right. And I think the hardest part as teenagers is that they leave for school at seven. They have Mm -hmm. sports in the afternoon. They get home at eight. They might as well have been in their room, right? All day. Right. Because the family, where is the time to connect as a family? Where is the time to have the family dinners? Where's the time to sit down and actually talk with them about their day? Because by the time they get home, after fighting all day of school, sports, they're exhausted. Exhausted.
0: Hungry and exhausted. That's exactly, exactly exactly right. I mean, that they really are. They're exhausted mentally, physically, and probably emotionally because being a teenager is hard. It's hard. You're, you know, with your peer group, you're trying to fit in, say the right things, do all the right things. I mean, it's just, it's a difficult time.
1: So many messages are sent to them and kids are, I mean the world in which we live in, I mean, you look at every corner, you've got vape stores, you've got, you know, these dab pens, it, it, I mean, just the, it's overwhelming what our kids are hit with every
0: single day. It is, it is, I mean, I had a conversation yesterday with my LP three, my little precious number three, we're riding to school. And I hated to ask him this. But I said, you know, are you aware of anyone sending nude pictures? Do you Mm -hmm. have any friends who have received nude pictures? Have you received anything like this? Because if you have, uh, we want to know about it. You know, this is, this is dangerous. I mean, you, and don't ever, you know, then you, then you get nervous. You're like, what if my child does that? Don't ever send a picture. Don't, you know, don't ask for a picture. I mean, we had to launch into this whole conversation that I hated to have. Like you're almost angry that you're put in a position to where you have to have conversations like this about nude pictures. It's ridiculous
1: with 13-year-olds? Well, I think that the culture in which our kids are growing up in, the the way that they have marketed sexuality, the way that they have come into our kids' hearts to teach them and show them that sending nudes is going to make you feel wanted like you belong or whatever it is that a need that you are trying to get met and the scary thing is is it's super dangerous right yes you have no idea who you're talking with on the other line who's seeing that picture what that looks like and the fact that you have to have that conversation is super uncomfortable but there are conversations that have to be had with our kids today Unfortunately, we have to sit down and talk about pornography. We have to talk about drugs and alcohol and vaping and smoking pot and, you know, TikToks And, and I mean, the list is so long being a parent today is so much more difficult than it was when we were growing up. Oh my goodness.
0: Just like night and day. It is mm-hmm. like night and day. Okay. Let's talk
1: about your book encounter. Tell me about this book. Well, this book encounter came out of such a time of struggling that the Lord really set me down and just began to pour into my heart, right? Like we are living in such a chaotic and cluttered world. And how do we remain and have peace? How do we walk in this? So encounter is something that the Lord really birthed in my heart and broke down into three parts. It's a simple guidebook. It's got questions and there's three parts. this 30, 60, 90 day inner healing guidebook where it talks about your thoughts. Everything starts up with your thoughts and then it identifies emotions, rejection, anxiety, right? We were talking about our kids. Anxiety is the number one thing that these teenagers are facing, worry, fear, rejection, fear of man, um, and the list just goes on. And finally, how do we walk all this out in victory in Jesus Christ? How do we live in a chaotic, confusing world where everything externally is turned upside down, but internally, how do we have peace? How do we have joy? How do we walk in the fruits of the spirit? What does that really look like? And that's where encounter meets you at where you're at. And it's great to do in a, in a uh, study with other women. It's good to do with teens. I mean, it will meet you anywhere you need to be met in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay. So let's talk chapter one. Let's talk about chapter one.
0: So what, where will we start with this
1: personal growth where where would we begin in your book so we start with i have them broken down into encounter ones and the first is truth or lies right oh i like this um you know talk about telling our stories right like who are we what defines us what are we believing what are the lies are we really believing that we're not good enough right? And if we're not good enough, how are we living out of that? Who's validating that we're not good enough? And how do we replace that lie that the enemy has driven into us with his truth that we are his daughter? We are called and chosen.
0: Yes. So what about, okay, we have these thought loops, you know, your mind will believe whatever you tell it, And let's say we have a conversation with another woman over coffee and we say something that later we go, we've all done this. We go, oh, why did I say that? Why did I say that? And then you worry about what you said. I mean, I don't do that anymore, but I can remember being in my 20s and 30s. Do you remember that, Elizabeth? (laughs) To where (laughs) that same that same sentence or conversation would just loop, loop around, loop around. I mean, how how do you how do you help women to not do this, to break free of this pattern? I don't know how I broke free of this, but I did at some point and maybe it's just maturity, but how do you talk about this in your book?
1: Well, I think in our thoughts, right, we think these thoughts, which is deeply rooted in a lie that we believe, like we're not good enough, we're not accepted, right? So how do we live out of that? And if we have that conversation, we say something and then we go, oh my gosh, what was it that I said, right? Did I offend her? Did I tell her the truth in love? What does that really look like, right? So how do we break free from that? And that's by seeking him and his truth. And letting go of these thoughts and these expectations, right? And that's another thing I think we as women put these expectations that we've got to be the perfect mom. We've got to have the perfect family, our kids, and and all these great things that we celebrate, right? Well, what are we really celebrating? Right, right. And I like to say that I'm
0: a perfectly imperfect mom because... Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm learning something new every day. Don't you feel that way with teenagers? It's just, it's something new
1: every day. Every day I am uncovering something new about myself, another weakness, another sense of brokenness that the Lord reveals that humbles me to seek him. It keeps us on our knees, right? Right. I am a broken woman in need of a savior. And that's really how I see myself. I'm not perfect. I'm not gonna have the right answer, but my hope in in anyone who's listening, my hope in Reading Encounter is that I point you to the one who can heal. I point you to the one who will encourage you to keep walking, to keep going, and to not give up in these times of struggle and brokenness and being stuck.
0: Yes, let's get unstuck. That's my, my that's my thing. We need to get unstuck and the only way to do that is through Christ. That is the only way. Well, I laugh about the perfection, Elizabeth, because I don't know about you, but when my older two were young, I thought, "Oh, I should start a mommy blog. I'm so good at this." Did you <laughs> Did you think that? I mean, I'm so good at this. I mean, this is so easy and you know, parenting, this is so great. And then, I mean, I I continue, I mean, I still think parenting is great. Don't get me wrong. But when your first child enters the teenage years, you, you realize, you know what, maybe I don't need to start this mommy blog about <laughs> being the perfect mom or the having all the answers. Maybe I don't have all the answers. Did you kind of go through that
1: I for sure did. And I really, you know, I think it's easy when your kids are little, right? Like what you said, I mean, you're taking them to preschool, you're taking them to school. It's physically exhausting, but it's not mentally exhausting. Right. Right. So then they hit into this whole new world of teenage and they want to identify their own self. Like who are they in the midst of the teenage years defined by themselves, not by their family right? What is the world saying to them? What are their peers saying to them? What is the church saying? And how do all these messages line up, right? And I think it's very difficult to uh, walk alongside them. And it challenges us as parents, it challenges me to lean into my own insecurities, right? That, you know what, I don't have it together, guys. I'm not the perfect mom. I'm not this. I'm not that, but I tell you what, I love you and I love the Lord. And together we can walk through this and make it through. Are you going to struggle? Yes. And there's nothing more painful than to watch your kids struggle.
0: Oh my goodness. I mean, your children that someone told me this day, they will be your greatest joy and, Mm -hmm. and cause the greatest pain. And when I say the greatest pain, it's because when they are hurting, you hurt 10 times more.
1: 10 times more. And and I think that's where it really drives you to your knees is when they struggle. And the truth is you can't control it. No more can you get in the way and say, oh, I got to fix this or I got to control it. Like that's the hardest part is letting go and trusting, which I talk about in my book, is really trusting God with your kids. Do you really believe that he loves them more than you? right? That's a hard concept to really take in because we love our kids and we want to, you know, break the fall. We want to get in front of it. But when we think about our relationship with Jesus, he allows us to struggle, right? Because in the, in his word, it says, when we are refined in the fire, we shine. But can we really take that concept and let our kids be refined in the fire? And that's is really uncomfortable. Yes.
0: Fair for everyone. That's uncomfortable for
1: everyone.
0: It is. Okay. So you have this exciting project that you're working on right now. I want to hear all about it.
1: Right. Well, thank you so much for asking. So I'm super excited, ladies and uh, gentlemen, if gentlemen are listening to. So I um, just started working for a ministry outside of Atlanta called Grace ministries international it's um the website is gmin and i am a discipleship biblical counselor and we are super excited because what we are launching over there are online groups so with covid which has been a blessing right is we've come to this new world of zoom so one thing that we are doing at Grace Ministries is we are launching online groups for women who have struggled with unwanted sexual behavior by their husbands or partners, right? Pornography, the ugly topic that nobody really wants to talk about, the uncomfortable place that leaves women in a lot of shame and isolating, isolated from a group of people. So we are creating this really great community that will be safe, where women can come to be heard and to be seen and to gather together and have support, right? That's one thing I think is so important for women is to look around at your support group, right? Like who are you walking with? Can you be honest? Can you be vulnerable? Whether you're dealing with teenagers, whether you're dealing with marriage, whether you're dealing with your own self, right? Like who is surrounding you? And do you have a place where you can be authentic and real? And that is our hope for what we're launching at Grace Ministries is a community where you can come in and get what you need for hope and healing to walk forward. So you're not stuck. You're not isolated. You're not at home and you don't feel this burden that you're by yourself.
0: That sounds wonderful, Elizabeth. It sounds like a place where there is no judgment. That's right. And that's what we need. We all need to be in a community to where we will not be judged. And that's what we fear. I think we as women fear that more than anything. We fear sharing because we don't want people to judge our children or our spouse or us. And And that,
1: right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say that. I mean, I think that's what keeps us home. Locked inside our homes, alone, binge watching, whatever, Netflix or Hulu or whatever.
1: Well, that's how we've coped, right? Because if we step out and we really begin to talk about this authentic self, then what will that really look like? And that goes back to the beginning chapter of chapter one, truth or lies. What will it really look like if I take my mask down? Will people still love me? Will I still have friendship? Will people think I'm a good mom, right? Like who's defining all this? Mm-hmm. It's truly not Jesus. And so my hope is by launching these online groups, it really reminds me of the woman, right? Who was bleeding for 12 years in the Bible. She went everywhere for healing, but then she came to this complete desperation of, I'm bleeding. I can't take it anymore. I've gone everywhere and nothing's worked. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just reach out. And you know what he says to her? Daughter. He calls her daughter. We are his daughters. He wants us to reach out to him for the healing, for the community to come forward and say, I don't want this anymore. I want something new. Jesus Christ's life, the exchange life that he did for us on the cross. Right? Like what does that really look like to walk in freedom and in victory? The victory is already ours. We just got to we just got to walk in it.
0: Yeah, Elizabeth, I that's I mean, those are so, so many great points that you just made. And I was on Instagram one day and I saw it was an Instagram reel. And I saw this lady and she said, just hold out your hands, hold out the palms of your hands, turn your hands up, hold out and show your palms and just say, Lord, I give this to you. I'll give all of this to you. And I did that with her, and just the peace that washed over me was like nothing else. And I think it's so important that we do that when, when we have stressful things that come into our lives, because we will, we are all just like you said, you know, Christ in the Bible, we're all going to be, he says, we're going to be refined. He, we, it's going to happen. And so anyone that walks around and tells you that they don't have, you know, their life is perfect or tries to make you think it is, it's just not true. It's not true. We all carry these, these heavy weights at times but the most important thing is that we give it to Christ because we can't do anything about this on our own we can't handle this we can't manage this we have to have him
1: and I think and we have to have community you know com- the body- yes The body says we are to gather together. And one thing that COVID has done is is isolated us in the body, right? Isolated our kids to stay at home and be in their rooms, isolated us as believers from church. It's isolated us, right? So it allows the enemy to come in and wreak havoc on our homes, on our children, and leave us in this confused state. And that is never the intention of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is to gather, to assemble together for support, to bear one another's burdens, right? And if we're at home, hiding, right? Because we're shameful of, oh my gosh, look at my marriage, my husband's looking at pornography or affairs or my kids are smoking pot or they're in, they have high anxiety or they're vaping or they're having sex or all these issues, right. But when we can be real and step out of that place of shame that isolates us and say, hey, you know what? I need help. Peter, in the storm, what did he do? He could have laid there right? But he made a choice. He took the courage step to take the steps out of the boat. We as women, we got to step out of the boat.
0: Yes. Yes. We've got to have courage. We've got to have courage. We've got to have faith. We've got to come together as a community. Elizabeth, this has been so fantastic. Okay. So tell us how we can get in touch with you. How can we stay
1: connected to you? So you can go on Grace Ministries website. And um, stay in touch that way. And, you know, please order Encounter. It's on Amazon. And the link is, um, if you just look up Elizabeth Bowman Encounter, your personal guidebook for inner healing, order it. Love to hear feedback. If you guys are interested in doing an online group, or this is something that meets your needs, or you're looking for counseling, come visit Grace Ministries, G-M-I-N-T.org.
0: Yay. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I hope you'll come back on and we'll do this again.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at Life Coach BFF. Facebook at Life Coach BFF. And also, we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs. Come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF
1: Show.